Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So, your Golden State Warriors have lost three in a row. They dropped their third straight road game to the Miami Heat. This time, 116-109. Hey, at least they held the Heat under 120 points. It was a better effort than the Charlotte game, than the Detroit game. And you could clearly see that Miami also definitely wanted this game after having lost to the Warriors just last week, just like five days ago or something. And, you know, I'm recording this right after the game. So these are just like completely just off (laughs) the top of my head uh, thoughts. But this team, I mean, I'm not panicking and I don't think you or anyone else should either. Yes. This team is not where it needs to be, but again, it's the eighth game of the season, and I'm not saying they don't need to work on anything. You know, I'm not saying like, oh, they'll just flip the switch come game, you know, 72, (laughs) and then, you know, get hot for 10 games and go into the playoffs. Not at all. But I have faith in that this team will realize and figure out what it needs to work on and will work on those things and not just the players and the coaches but also you know the front office bob myers mike dunleavy jr you know what i mean i've had some interesting uh comments and interactions with folks on youtube in the comments of the videos that get posted of these episodes and you know some really interesting insights a lot of passionate fans which i can really appreciate but let's think about this a little bit you know, clearly let's take like a, a step back, right? Like this Warriors team, they're doing a couple things. You know, I think that the fact that the vets, that they're not all 100% in terms of where they need to be by midseason or by the end of the season, you know, like we're seeing Draymond play well as of late, more or less. We've seen Poole. I'll count him. He's not so much a vet, but obviously he's in the top six of the rotation playoff uh, tested and everything. So he's had really good games. He had an off game against the Heat. I believe it was just three of 10. And then Steph, he had a triple-double. Impressive. And, um, you know, he looks good. You know, he looks good. He looks like just consistent. And Andrew Wiggins, I said this last week. I said this early on. He just looks really, really confident. Uh, He looks like he knows his role. He looks like he knows he's found his niche where he can, he can thrive. You know, it's like he's seen the path to what he can do to help this team win a title. And he's doing that. He's doing that every single game, but they all haven't really done it all on the same night. Right. Like, well then of course there's also clay who in the Charlotte game clanked a couple big three pointers trying to play a little hero ball. And then in this heat game, he clanked two more three-pointers in the final minutes when they were down by three. Uh, Again, you know, like I'm giving Clay some space. I don't necessarily think it's like, oh, you know, eventually he'll just click and he'll all of a sudden turn into 2019 Clay. It's going to be a process, right? So some of the Warriors have played well on given nights, but they haven't all put it together. And that's just part of it, you know? You know, like I'm not saying just uh, don't worry, don't fret. 
and it's all like good and everything like that. But that's the situation for the vets. And then you go with the young guys and I've said, I totally believe in all of them and they've shown their youth, especially Wiseman and Kaminga. But all we want is a little bit progress. And then, you know, like maybe expecting some, some steps backwards, but then making more steps forward. Kaminga, that's an ongoing question, right? He didn't get into this game against Miami and it's still a question of, where he fits in. I said it before, and uh, my buddy Vubang, who's on this show sometimes, said it too. It's like, if Kaminga is just definitely not going to get in the lineup, when the Warriors get back home, I would not be surprised after they play the Pelicans, go back to the Bay. I wouldn't be surprised if they sent him to Santa Cruz for a handful of games, you know? Like, he needs some run. He needs to flex and he needs to feel himself a little bit, you know? So if he's not going to get past James Wiseman, Kevon Looney, Jamichael Green, Andrew Wiggins, then get him some reps. You know, that's just like practical because before I was like, oh, you know, they don't want to send him down there or Wiseman down to the G League because they want them to experience the the big league club and, and get uh, minutes and just have those reps etc. But if he's not getting them and it's clear, just send him down there. So we'll see. We'll see about that. But being a basketball fan and being a Warriors fan, it's like you follow all 82 games and it's like there's high variance right now, right? Because the young guys need to get up to speed and the vets, they were coasting and they're just trying also to get up to their own speed and in their own way. So there's going to be a lot of high variance and Eventually, I'm predicting and I'm hoping that that variance will come down. You know what I mean? And that's when things will be like, okay, this is what this team is. This is what they're starting to look like. And we kind of get it. So, you know, it's funny because last season, right? It wasn't all good all the time. <laughs> there was a lot of like hand wringing and everything, right? The easy schedule, 18 and two, great. Steph breaks the uh, record of most career three-pointers, breaks Ray Allen's record. Great. And then he goes into a really, really bad shooting slump. Ends up having one of the worst shooting years of his career since like his first couple of years. Draymond goes out with a back slash calf injury that keeps him out for like three, three and a half months. In that span, Clay Thompson comes back and he you know, doesn't look like the clay that we exactly remember. And then at the same time, Jordan Poole goes back to the bench and he kind of turns into a pumpkin for a while. At the same time, Andrew Wiggins makes <laughs> the all-star team, but then he goes off the deep end in terms of his overall shooting. And then his free throw percentage just drops to like 62 for a while. And then <laughs> when Draymond comes back, Steph, Clay, Draymond play 11 minutes together. And then Steph gets hurt when... Marcus Smart rolls on his ankle and then they get healthy for playoffs. The rest is history. And there were a lot of tough times in playoffs. So my point being, you all know that that's how the season went last year, but like, I mean, it's a, it's a marathon, right? That's what people say. And that's what it is, right? It's like you're pacing, you're figuring stuff out. And then you make that stretch run at the end. It's not fun to watch the Warriors lose. I mean, this game was a lot more fun than the Detroit and Charlotte games because those games, they just seemed to have, you know, no effort. The Warriors had no effort in those games. They had nothing 
But in this one, you saw that they were clearly competing and they were playing good enough to to win. They just, you know, Miami made enough plays. There were some foul calls that didn't go the Warriors' way. Uh, shots didn't fall, etc. So that's that. But with this team, it's almost like if you can't handle, <laughs> and I'm not like pointing at anyone in particular, I'm just talking like universally the general you if you can't handle the uh ups and downs and like the gut-wrenching like losses and like are just living and dying with this team game to game then you know this isn't the kd warriors team this isn't even the uh 2014 through 2016 team where they had a lot of vets this is a very very like up and down team right now just because of like their vets who are playing a certain way and they're young guys who are playing a certain way. And we're waiting for them to kind of just figure it out and come together. Again, it, it takes time. And I believe that. So if it's too tough, and it's too gut-wrenching. It's almost like, yo, maybe if, if I didn't do a game-to-game podcast, then maybe I would just take some of my own advice and be like, you know what? I'm going to come back and check in in a month, in two months, and see how things are. Because I know it's going to be kind of ugly for a while. It's not going to be a very pretty uh, brand of basketball. It might happen sooner than later, but right now, it's it's kind of meh. You want to see effort, and you want to see signs that they're getting there. And I see those signs. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, so tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Obviously, I ride or die with your Golden State Warriors. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Wiseman had a decent game. He only played nine minutes. He was two for four, one for two from the line, uh, one block, three fouls, five points. So, not a fantastic stat line, but he looked better with the starters than he had in the Charlotte and Detroit games. He was looking good with the starters before that when they were still at home, but he dipped and now he's back. So will he be just as good, more dependable against the Magic? Maybe, maybe not. Against the Pelicans? Maybe, maybe not. When he comes home, all I'm saying is like he's slowly but surely getting better. And if you want immediate results, then (laughs) maybe, (laughs) you know, this is not the team to watch right now. You know, like me personally, I watch this team because I like seeing it evolve. I like these players. I believe in these players and seeing them kind of like organically become something. That's what's interesting to me. And getting to, I've said, you know, recently 20 games in, see how they are, you know, and here's the other thing too, and, and no guarantees, but it's like you're evaluating everybody. You're trying out different lineups. There's lineups we've seen that work, lineups that don't work. There's lineups that work like kind of yes, kind of no. So they're evaluating everybody. And then, you know, there's always, always, always the option to 
make a trade, trade deadline, uh, see who's out in the buyout market, right? Things like that. Again, nobody's guaranteed to be there that's going to fix everything, but let's see where they get to that point. With this team, because of the high variance games game, it's almost like to check in monthly. Okay, take the temperature of the team. How do they look by the end of November? How do they look by the end of December, January, March, etc.? Skip February, but you know what I mean. Um, and then judge it by that because, you know, living and dying, like, you know, we do game to game is, is, uh, it's an adventure. So you kind of have to accept who the Warriors are right now and embrace that and ride that roller coaster, to be honest. You know, they could go on a five game winning streak, they could go on a 10 game winning streak. They could also split the next two games. Right right now, they are 0-3 on this road trip. I said before they got on the road out of five games, you want to come back 3-2. and two. That's not going to happen. You want to come back 2-3. and three. Great. Hopefully. If that's the case, it's not the end of the world. The sky is not falling. It's not. So, you know, the hand-wringing, I get. The irrationality of, like, just throwing it all to the wind – I just don't, you know what I mean? Like I've been a fan for decades, many decades, and this is a great opportunity and you just kind of have to let it play out and trust that the Warriors front office coaching staff will adjust as time goes. They're not just going to be like, okay, let's just like put our heads in the ground and keep doing the same things that we're doing. No, they're, they're too smart for that. So they have made mistakes before, and I'm not saying that they won't, but this is part of how it works. If you want a world beater team that's going to win 73 games or a world beater team that has like the greatest starting lineup of all time with Kevin Durant, like this is not that team. I think that being a fan, you have to appreciate like the journey of each season. And with this one in particular, it's really, really unique. Right, those first couple of uh, teams that made the finals, they were very veteran heavy. They had guys in their second unit who had been starters elsewhere, you know. And then the KD years were just such a strange aberration, having so much like just pure Hall of Fame talent and firepower. And then last season, you know, it was a very very special blend of guys. And now this is a very unique one as well. Yep. All this, you know, top heavy veteran experience, and then a lot of just pure talent. So, is that going to uh, change during the course of the season? Yeah, I think so. I mean, think about the Warriors being last season, and then when they got to March, right? When Steph went out, people were giving the Warriors very little chance. They had a lot of doubts. I was like messaging with fans and other people who listen to the show about that. And I was like, just get them healthy for the playoffs and we should be good to go. And it worked. It worked out. You know, there's different requirements for this season because it's a different roster. But again, things need to get fixed, right? But like, <laughs> don't have a heart attack over any of this stuff because I don't want to say it's going to be just fine, but you know, have faith and watch this team slowly evolve. If they look exactly like this come the Christmas day game against the Grizzlies and they just get, you know, smacked around the court, 
then, you know, like that's a whole different issue. But right now it's like, let's look at the progress. Let's look at every individual person, you know, like I won't go through everyone, but like Poole, he looks good this season. Had a down game against the Heat. Wiggins looks really good this season. Had a couple down games against Charlotte and Detroit. Uh, Clay, need to figure that stuff out. Draymond looks like he's there. Steph looks solid. Moody, he looks like he's dependable now and he'll be even better as the season goes. He'll make fewer mistakes. And Wiseman, He's having his ups and downs, but they're finding ways. The thing about Wiseman is like he has so much promise and we all want that. But as I said throughout the offseason and the preseason, and you know, admittedly, sometimes I get ahead of myself, but like what the Warriors need from him are just the simple things. Be big, rebound, uh, defend the basket, be there as a lob threat, hit the occasional floater, pick and roll, whatever, slip a screen that stuff. He needs to work on a lot of those things. He needs to work on the rebounding. I, I talked about it when he played against Isaiah Stewart, his old nemesis. He used to, you know, <laughs> Isaiah Stewart really, really comes after James Wiseman. And James Wiseman needs to figure out how to come after Isaiah Stewart. I hope, I don't know when the Pistons come to Chase Center, but I hope down the road, if that's a ways away, that by then Wiseman is like, okay, I'm good. I'm confident and strong and like, you know, my knee and all this stuff. I'm going to come after Isaiah Stewart. That's what I would love to see next time around. You know, to me, Isaiah Stewart is kind of a barometer for Wiseman in a weird way. And he'll continue to be that until like I see him really, really just own that matchup because he can. He has all the talent in the world to do it. It's just a question of like, can he get to where he needs to be and play as physically as he needs to, to, to push dudes like that around? You know, Jamichael Green, he is obviously different from Otto Porter Jr. He's more of like a uh, four to five, whereas Otto Porter Jr. is more of a four to three and has more ball skills, more passing skills, et cetera. But, you know, again, trying to find places where Jamichael Green fits in. And as I've said before, I feel like Dante DiVincenzo is like a huge, is a huge missing piece, plain and simple. Imagine inserting him in there instead of Moses Moody. And then bring in Moody in in other spots, maybe in as a small forward and three spot for Wiggins or something, or you know having him come in later or having him play with DiVincenzo and pool sit. You know, there's there's other combinations, and what he gives is something that the Warriors are missing right now. Ty Jerome is doing decently. You know, he's hitting big shots. He looks confident. I like that dude right now. I know he has a really really like limited ceiling and everything. But DiVincenzo will give the Warriors something. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the Warriors, if you had the playoff start tomorrow, would just blow through the competition. Not saying that at all. You know, there are concerns, right? People have pointed out to me, uh, you know, the Warriors ranking in defense and all that jazz. But, like, it's a long season, right? It's a very, very – like, you take this set of Warriors players – and they're like I said, they're totally different, right? You have vets who are coasting, and maybe in the past, when they coasted, they had a more veteran, dependable bench who wouldn't cough up leads, who wouldn't screw things up. So it would kind of cover their tails a little bit, right? And the young guys, they're finding out how tough it is to go in day in, day out, night in, night out, right? 
This is James Wiseman's first road trip in front of fans. And that may not seem like a lot, but, you know, he's been gone for a long time. He didn't play in college. He played three games. One of those games was against like a a legit team. And then after that, it was empty stadiums. (laughs) So that's part of like his kind of growth and process and everything like that. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that James Wiseman is like the second coming of uh, Joel Embiid. I'm not saying that he's the second coming of David Robinson. I'm saying I want to see what he brings over the next couple of weeks, over the next couple of months. You know, I don't care if the Warriors go on a three game losing streak. And it's not like it doesn't mean anything, but I want to see progress individually and as a team. I don't think they'll keep going on these long losing streaks. I just I just don't. But we'll see. We'll see. I keep talking about game 20. Let's see where they are at game 20. If I'm drastically wrong, then <laughs> then I'll uh I'll make a point to mention it, but uh, right now it's just like this is your Golden State Warriors team. It's it's high variance right now, a lot of ups and downs. So, you know, Take your blood pressure medication because it's going to be at times exhilarating and it's going to be times really, really aggravating and ugly and you'll you'll just want to just scratch your head and turn off the TV or something. But uh, yeah, but always, always tune into to this podcast. <laughs> All right. That is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors, check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show, on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs.